All I get, all I get is a cold open Huda. That's it. That's it. That's all you get, Kev. It's not a fucking sports center. Huda. <clears throat> I lost my voice a little bit again too. Yeah. Damn. I mean, the Bengals it's run here legendary. Is, is is hurting our performance of the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I your guess performance so. really. Yeah. Not our performance. Your performance. Sure. Yeah. This my performance review of the week. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How many beers? Uh, get consumed in a uh, playoff win. Does it go up or down as, oh the, my as the games get more well, sort of valuable? Or what, what do you think? I, I I walked in with a 18 pack of Bud Lights. Okay, and oh, yeah. uh, we have no beer sponsor, so yeah, just, just we. Free I probably had about 10, 11, Some. 10 or eleven during the game. Three and a half hours, three hours. So yeah, that, I mean that's just like water. No, I mean that that feels right. It maybe maybe even a little bit more. I'm not even sure. It was Ian and I were drinking Bud Lights and I, hell yeah. There's a picture of the table and it's completely full. I did see the photo and uh, some video content that you released after the win. <laughs> I thought it was a great touch that you downed a oh yeah Skyline Chili, a Cincinnati Chili Chug. Yeah, is that a thing? No, I mean uh, ma- maybe it is now. It should be. Yeah, I mean Kevin, that was outstanding and so nauseating at the same time. Yeah, I mean I was I was just in the moment living. Uh, yeah, and. It was just the spur of the moment type thing, and yeah, honestly, if I were to do it again, I'd probably do it better. Yeah, like, just I could have opened the chili first. Um, mm. You know, I was like just over the fifteen second point for the Instagram story, so it was just like a little, a little awkward and clunky. Like, yeah, listen, but, but hey. want, it was about the emotion, though. It was just a, oh yeah, that's just raw emotion. That was spur of the moment. That was how, crazy. How it felt. That was crazy. Kevin, if you guys beat the Chiefs this weekend, um, spur of the moment here. I'll chug a uh, Skyline Chili for you. Oh, let's go. You got one sitting right behind you on your work, on your desk. Oh, shit. You're right. I do that shit. I should have <laughs> made that promise. Let's, let's stamp that. Let's, let's, Fuck. Let's, let's stamp that shit. Fuck. Should I, I should have said Super Bowl. You, already, you said what you said. Fuck. Three, two, one. Kevin. Hey, what's up? How are you, buddy? I'm great. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. That's the most important question of the that day. That red light is on. The and red- I, got, I, got all the, I got all the sound things here. Boom. So uh, we're, we're recording? Yeah, we're, we're totally solid. Uh, I was thinking about the pod this weekend. I was thinking a big part of our success moving forward is going to be... Losing pods? No, our ability to press record at the beginning of every single show. Yeah. Success. It, How could we do better? But only once, though. I may, I may have accidentally hit it twice. There might have been a double tap situation. Got it. You know how, like, when they, before a big playoff game or a big NFL game, they're, like, pros and, you know, sort of uh, keys to the game. Yeah. That's, like, you know, <laughs> they got to run the ball and play defense well. It's, yeah. like, obviously. We got to hit record. We got to hit record. Got to hit record. That's key. Um, Kevin, this week's episode is brought to you by the good people at the Dyline. Again? Again, wow. again, again. And Dyline is the number one global package design community and showcase of package design inspiration. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. They cover industry Everybody news. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows this. It's just facts. Uh, but that's not all that they are. They cover industry news, sustainable packaging news, uh, design trends, and a whole lot more. This week, Kevin, all Three stories come directly from Dyline.com. All three? All wow. of them. All three of our stories. All three. Damn. You know? And uh, I think what's actually really interesting, I was thinking about the pod a little bit over the weekend, and what's so fascinating to me is that these design stories, they are now not just design community stories only. These are now global media 
entertainment stories. I know. Because, some would say because of us. I would say we are on the cutting edge of design news. <laughs> and these stories, now they go from our <laughs> world to the globe. Yeah. And these stories are, you know, they're being covered from like CNN to Washington Post to Forbes. To they're front and center. They're talking about these stories, but actually they start on the dialline.com. That's where I hear about all these things first. Yeah. And then the world picks it up and we talk about it. Yeah. If, if we're on the cutting edge, they're on the bleeding edge. That's right. Exactly. And so that's just the facts. We started this podcast because we thought there was enough design stories and news each week to talk about. And yes, it's not sports. We can't break down the plays of the game. There's no like Probably live can. action of uh, like, you know, the fourth quarter of, of, of design. But there's certainly a ton of stuff. And I love when design goes from our sort of insular community to the global stage. And that happened this week. And yeah, we're here to talk about it. Um, before we do, the Dylan Awards are still open. Kevin, did you believe that? Did they extend it again? Yeah, they're still open for submissions. Did they ever get back to me on the uh, ad copy? Um, I've been away from my computer. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned it on Slack. But right. um, do you have a killer project out there? You, the listener, the designer? I, yeah, I do. No, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the listeners, Kevin. Do you obviously have killer packaging projects? We, because we work together, we oh, as yeah, a studio. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying other people out there, if they have a killer project, something they think is award-winning, deserve some hardware for their hard work, submit. Submit yeah, get an today. Award. You get a giant D, and who doesn't want a giant D? Um, the Dylan Awards are the number one worldwide package design award competition. They've been giving out awards globally uh, for 10 years. Wow. 10 so years. this is a long time. We've won two uh, big, giant gold Ds. Uh, they look amazing on our shelf, super heavy, um, You know, feel good in the hands. Oh, yeah. If you were ever to get into a, a, a fight. Yeah, you could probably knock somebody out. Probably knock someone out for sure. This would be the award to, to bring to a fight. Toughest award, yeah. For sure. Uh, and so uh, I, I realized that what they did for the Dialine Awards, very smart. As you procrastinate more, they charge you more for your entries. Naturally. That's just smart. That's just good business yeah, right good there. good business. So if you sign up today or in the next like two weeks or so, you get it's called late registration. Shout out to Kanye. Yeah. Mm. AKA yay. Um, mm. And then there is uh, something they call last call which goes from February 16th to February 23rd. So you still have a little bit of time. You got some time. But the prices go, you pay for it. The yeah. more you procrastinate, the T more you pay. Time is money. So uh, shout out to the Dylan for all their support of our show. And uh, thank you for their service, quite literally, for bringing us the best week, yeah. the best Salute. stories of the week to our attention. Salute to the Dylan. And uh, so that we could talk about them here on the show. And these, as I mentioned, are big, big stories. Big stories, yeah. And so the first one is the biggest branding story of the year, honestly. I, I, I'm calling it now. This could be the biggest branding story. It's certainly the biggest story of the year so far, but could be the biggest story at the end of the year when yeah. we're all said and done. Not to be sensational or anything. No, absolutely not. We would never. Um, and that's because M&M's rolls out its global redesign from JKR, aka Jones, Knowles, Ritchie, and it's all about the ampersand. It's all about the ampersand. That's right. Uh, or what so, are they? What are they? So what kind they of value, what kind of values do they attach to the ampersand? Oh, Kevin, we're going to get into it. Um, and so I think this story started out normal, I'd say, because you're getting a legacy brand, M and M's. Who knows when those things started? First started making those things, million years ago. Yeah. They, one of the articles called them lentils. I thought it was very yeah, bizarre. I, that, that's the weirdest thing to come out of this entire story. <laughs> a 
<laughs> fucking lentil? What? <laughs> we're, we're talking about lentils? We're, an M&M. That's a just, singular M&M is a lentil? Yeah. What? I would thought it was just an M&M. I agree. That is, of all the news we're going to talk about right now, we're starting off with the most important part of the The most important story. and the most like shocking. offensive and shop- shocking. And yeah. Just wrong. Apparently, the little lentils, um, uh, a.k.a. an M&M, um, it start, they started, uh, the company started with a rebrand. It's a legacy brand getting a modern design update from JKR, which... Again, they're the kings of the legacy rebrand. Yeah, who else would do this? Who else would do it? It's the same people who did Duncan, same people who did Budweiser, same people that did Burger King, and uh, same people who did Die Line. Wow. Oh, they did Die Line. They wow. did the Die Line, yeah. So they do them all, the biggest brands, and uh, they do them really well. They do. I think that's the thing I always uh, think. I think no one does that thing better than they do. Um, they crush it. Yeah, they're and really good. S- and so I do want to talk about the design for a second because I did – that was the first thing I saw on the die line mm-hmm. was the design of the new system. And it's, uh, it, you know, to me, it's important. It's an important story because I love legacy brands and I love when they, uh, they, they, do, they get designed right. And I think they did here. Um, the story is all centered around the ampersand because, Kevin, there's the M that's on the actual yeah. lentil. And then there's the ampersand. Yeah, yeah. And then the M. So it's M and M. What's that stand for? Um, why you gotta ask me questions that you know I don't have the answer for? <laughs> um, and so you know what ampersands do? What do they do? They bring two things together. Wow. And uh, you know what the world needs right now? Now more than ever. At a moment like this, togetherness. Yes. Um, we've never been quote quote unquote. We've never been more connected, but never felt more divided. Is that an actual quote unquote? That's my quote. That's my. That's oh, a, that's your quote. That's an Alex Center original. Okay, I, I was wondering if that was actually attached to any of this work. No, that's me. I said that, and so for the designers out there, stick that on the front of your next uh, presentation. Yes. Watch a crowd go wild. They're yeah. like, "Whoa, you're right, Alex. We are super connected, but we feel divided." Ha- all, half of all strategy written in the year 2022 mm-hmm. will be either togetherness, well, togetherness. Connection. Yeah, togetherness, connection, unity. Yep. Which are all great things, admirable, admirable things. I mean, listen. We love those. Brands are a function of culture, and what culture needs, brands are here to supply. Yeah, exactly. And so what I also love is that the Dylan article actually goes so far as to mention Maslow's hierarchy of needs as we're talking strategy here. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Maslow, love, 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 love bringing Maslow into the Yeah, you always have to. You got to. He's kind of like the golden ratio of strategy. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, he's, you know, Matt, people have got needs. Yeah, do you ever, did you ever need anything, Alex? Yeah, I do. I need a lot of things. We yeah. as a society need things. We as people, everybody is on that. And yeah, no facts. The and, one thing that holds us all together is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. We all it, have something on that chart that we need. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll, I'll bet multiple things. Oh yeah, we, we have, people got needs and those needs, chocolate. Yeah, M&M. Is, um, M&M. So, strategy, check. Yeah, check. Nailed it. 100 and so then if the ampersand is the highlighted asset here in mm-hmm. the brand, they go crazy with it. Oh, they I bet put they do. it in color. They uh, use the famous iconic M&M colors, red, yellow, green, blue, brown, red, orange, orange. And they look amazing together. They pair them with brown because mm-hmm. chocolate. Yeah, I like that little multiply between when they uh, had two M and M's together, and mm-hmm. then they, like the yeah. the overlay. Yep, 
Oh, that was great. It looks sick. I mean, they... Not many people know this, but brown is the color of the inside of those M&Ms. That's true. Yeah. No, that brings a good point yeah. um, that people may maybe not know before they eat one of the lentils. Yeah. Um, the whole system is colorful and fun and iconic. Yeah. Right? Great. Uh, another classic J. Carr move. They made, a, they made their own <laughs> typeface from the brand. So the M is on mm-hmm. each lentil and on the packaging. And, but where does that M come from? It's got to be a custom typeface that's flexible and is um, kind of brings the whole brand together. Yeah, it has to be. Because again, people come in different sh- sizes and shapes. So one typeface is not enough. You got to have wide and tall and skinny and fat. You need to have variety. Yeah, in you need to have a typeface. Yep. Yeah. Um, they got some slab serif action going on which yeah, that's that's heritage to the that's, brand that's the, you know that's kind of like iconic they've been having that a little retro um but a little mo- still feels classic got a lot of weights um i just like seeing slab serif yeah just i mean sounds if, cool if, too. if there's one brand that's like you know the that has a slab serif and it has had a slab serif mm. it's eminem that's what i mean it's so probably the most recognizable slab serif in all the land if i'm, <sighs> if I'm being completely honest i mean I can't name one that's more. So colors, typeface, design system, check, looks yeah. awesome. It's great, yeah. They did a great job. And then there's all these sexy videos. Kevin, you mentioned the one with the like the 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 flat M&M spin and they sort of oh, overlap yeah. and they got the brands. Um I think that's really where the magic Yeah, th- those motion assets are go wild. They're, yeah, they're crazy. And uh, the Plinko one where boop, yep, boop, yep. boop. Like that's the JKR special sauce, I think. Yeah. Like making these videos and all of that is just it's just it's 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 tasty, yeah. And Just like an M M&M. and M. And so as we're looking at the uh, the system uh, and looking at all the wonderful assets that JKR makes and they provide to all these news outlets, um, I, I was all for it. I love it all. I had one piece of criticism. <gasps> what is it? And I again, I'm not going to make a big deal of it because they didn't really make a big deal of it. I felt like the packaging didn't really change that much. Like there isn't. Uh, a ton of emphasis put on the packaging itself in this uh-huh. case study. And I think they kind of, you know, they kind of hid that a little bit or they kind of, they didn't make that a big part of the story. It's really about the system, the colors, the typeface, the story. And all that is a home run. Yeah. But the packaging itself, it didn't really change that much. It kind of has the same logo, still has the same general structure. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of hoping that maybe they they were able to modernize or update the packaging in a little bit. Uh, and, and my thought was if they could remove that stroke on the logo, this mm-hmm. is like big white stroke on every package. Um, it would kind of look cleaner, would feel kind of retro, but I feel like they could find a nice way to modernize and make it clean. And uh, I, I I was like, I bet you they tried that. I bet you they definitely have that. Yeah. Pitched it and they couldn't get it Yeah. Through. I mean, I, the shelf presence of a bag of M&Ms is pretty iconic and to... To go and, with it, go and fuck with that. Probably a huge, huge decision. That, Agre- you know, uh, yes, that I'm sure that on the client side of that was the business going to be an insane sell. Big but, chocolate, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, I agree. I think when it comes to these rebrands, you can change anything, but the packaging is like the golden sacred cow. Yeah, and yeah. changing it takes a lot of courage, and you gotta know that it's not going to screw everything up and 
the, the sale of chocolate comes crumbling down. Mars comes crumbling down. Society as a whole comes crashing down just because Damn. you made one miss, you know, one, one little uh, change to the packaging. Uh, one, removing a stroke uh, could do all of that. Yeah, you think so? So I got a little behind the scenes action, Kevin. You ready for this? Oh, yeah, this? you got more. Uh... Yeah, I got some insider information. And um, this could be the last time I ever get insider information if I talk about insider information on the podcast. Yeah, I think you've been airing out your insider information from JKR pretty I mean, frequently. Yeah, if they, if they listen to the <laughs> show, uh, I'm going to lose some friends and also uh, my, my sources. But I did send a text over to an unnamed uh, employee what was of the their company. I, I will not talk about who or who they were. Who, what was their name? I will not talk about who they were. But I sent I sent them a uh, what, is it, what letter does it? I sent it, I sent them a congratulations text, a bit of a you know con, you know great job as always, JKR like loving loving them and M's thing, and then of all the discourse, which we'll get into in a second, and unprompted, unprompted. Again, I just said. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, got 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 everyone going crazy again. JKR, you know, doing what they do best. Unprompted, they said, "quote We want them to take the white key line off the logo." Unprompted, and and they said, uh, "quote We've been trying for quote seven years, maybe." Mm-hmm. So I was my my instincts were right that this was not for lack of trying. So yeah. shout out to them, seven years, and uh, doesn't sound like they're they've given up quite yet. So I'd love to see what that looks like. I'm sure that's hidden, you know, obviously in the studio behind the, the sort of padded lock. Mm-hmm. But um, that was something that I found really interesting. It'll probably be the last tip I ever get, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sure. Sure. So all these things, uh, all the, the system, the visual identity system, the branding of M&Ms, awesome. Yeah, like, it's great. Looks work. fucking great. And there was one last part of the story. And that was about the characters. Oh, yeah. And so, Kevin, there's, you know, Eminem is known for their color and their packaging and their type and all this amazing stuff. But more so, or maybe equal in equal parts, they're known for their, uh, their, their, their mascots. Yeah, the Eminems the, themselves. The actual Eminems themselves. They're anamorphic, right? Is that the correct term? I don't know. Personified? Yes. They are physical manifestations of the actual product. And um, they've made some updates to the six iconic characters. And so this story actually comes from CBS because this comes from... This circulated. Yeah, this is Dylan Design News. Now we're talking about mainstream, you know, NFL Mm -hmm. Sunday news. And quote, this uh, headline reads, Eminem characters redesigned for a more dynamic, progressive world. Mm -hmm. And so they hope to create a world where everyone feels like they belong and society is inclusive. Mm-hmm. So going back to the ampersand and sort of connection, um, we got to look at our characters here. And if they are representations of the brand, maybe they should be modernized. And so each of the characters has their own personalities yep. because they are not all the same. Mm-hmm. And so they've all gotten a modern makeover for a progressive world. And so they're they're sort of, uh, they're, they're spotlighting the characters' personality traits rather than their gender. Right, yeah, right, yeah. And so do I, I want to go into each one of the characters, and then we can kind of get into Yeah, the, sure. The do, you got a write-up right here? I got it. I got it all here. So the most oh, notable go. change was the green M&M. I know. Which we'll, 
so they exchanged the heeled go-go boots that she was given in 1997, which yeah. kind of crazy that they gave her that those boots 15 years ago. Yeah, she's showing some Eminem skin. Yeah, and so she now has cool laid-back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence. Somebody on Twitter was like, oh, no, they gave her the Larry David sneakers. <laughs> and so they <laughs> apparently they had received some criticism for the green Eminem's sexy characterization. And so the new Eminem will be, quote, better represented to uh, reflect confidence and empowerment as a strong female and known for much more than her boots. Wow. Do we want to stop there or do we want to go into all of that? Um, I think the green Eminem is probably the one that has the most controversy around it. Yes. Um, I think that's the key to all of this. If you ever want to look up, look up some particularly fucked up imagery online, <laughs> just look up like, try to get into like, you know, fucked up Eminem fan art. Um <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there for the green M&M. I know because I've, I, I, for research purposes, I looked it up last week. And created fan art. Uh, I didn't, I didn't myself create fan art, but yes. there's a lot of, a lot of fan art out there. And it's, uh, kind of, it's slightly concerning. Um, <laughs> my fascination started out as a, you know, a as, meme. As it was a, it was a joke. Okay. And then looked into it more last week. You know, yes. There's, there's all those photos like Brandon Wardell shares. And yes. The mattress and. <laughs> My fascination started out as a meme and a joke, and then that okay. fascination quickly turned into just shock, I, I would say, when I was seeing some of these images oh, on the internet. Wow. Um, so you're not claiming to be part of the green M&M fandom of the internet? No, to be honest, like I dropped it uh, some day, one day last week. I can't even remember. Last what, week I, before this came out? No, 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 no. Not before it came <laughs> out. I think it might have been the day or the day after, but mm. I started I started doing my research on what the green M&M was. And okay. That led me to the fan art, which led me to just be like, Got it. you know what? I think I'm done with the, I think, uh, yes. I think this is, an, you gotta I think take this a is side. enough. Yeah. You got to take a side um, and you're for progress. The thing is, is like, you know, what they really did was just, they removed her, like her, they took her, they gave her new shoes Yes, and they removed like the fake, you know, the, the, the illusion of skin. That she had showing. Yeah. It's, it reminded me a little bit of Space Jam where they, you know, in the original Space Jam, Lady Bunny, what's her name? Lola. Lola Bunny. Thank you, Kevin. Um, She was in the original one quite sexualized. Yeah. And in the new one, she got sort of like a modern representation of uh, a a woman who was maybe like a sneaker head. Yeah. But not like overly sexualized. Yeah. I certainly do not think that we should be sexualizing candy. Um, and furthermore, I don't think we should, maybe we shouldn't be sexualizing uh, candy from just a mega evil, evil corporation. Um, wow, Kevin, this is a sanitized statement. Did you work on this with your PR team? Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't want to, I, I, yeah, yeah, Kevin, it fucked me up. That, that's some of the shit I was seeing. Okay. So some of that, some of that fan art was, so I guess, up. You see, you're like a guy who's seen some something evil, or you've seen some things um, that you don't want to speak of. Yeah, I like you were at a, a crime scene and you've been scarred. Yeah, I would. That's a, that's an accurate. That's an accurate description. So yeah, I mean, I guess when I first read the story and I kind of mentioned the green M M&M and M was kind of getting this thing, and I will say you had a look of like they're messing with my girl. You were a kind of like a little bit. Um, well, yeah, it was a, it was a joke. No, but again. I wasn't aware of the internet's infatuation with green M&M. Like I knew that like she was the sexy one, but I didn't know that she had become this sort of like fan favorite of well, the collective internet. Yeah. I think 
there's like in the meme sphere. Yes. It's a meme to be like, oh yeah, like I would totally fuck the green M&M. Yes, exactly. And then that comes from like people actually wanting to have sex with the green M&M. <laughs> or it's just a funny joke because we're talking about a, you know, sort of a characterized chocolate from a I know, but there are people there are people in this world that actually t- want today to have sex. on this earth who would like to you know, have sexual relations with that green M&M. And you're you're saying you're different than those. I don't want to. Sh- I don't. I don't want to. Sh- I'm not shaming it. I'm just saying. Yeah, come <laughs> it's a, it's it's, it's a it's it's a, it's a cartoon character of a thing that you eat. And it was funny. It's a funny joke that like this is the sexy one, so therefore you are in love with it, right? Like to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, and so I get it. Like I think from. Uh, it, the memes come from that sort of uh, the comedy of it all. The fact that this is a a character a from a mega corporation selling you chocolate, but because they've gone so far and made it anthropomorphic, which is the term I looked up, mm-hmm. um, therefore it has personality traits and it has a um, you know it has an attraction. It's got a chussy. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I love how like you were so PC about the whole thing, <laughs> and then you just dropped that. Uh, Sorry, uh, <laughs> you, they they've got a yeah yeah they've got a chussy. <laughs> so there was extreme backlash because again, you changed something, and I think they, I think there was a little bit of this backlash to Space Jam where they're like, "How dare you make you know Lola Bunny uh, sort of take away her sexiness." And so, but it didn't really go anywhere. And so this was, but this one, this one broke the internet, I think, in terms of yeah. its, its, its reaction. Because there were people on both sides. I know. Sort of saying like, you can't do this or that you shouldn't do this. And how dare you make the, M- the green M&M uh, sort of sporty. And I'm, I'm standing above everybody saying, <laughs> shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> but that, you have to admit though, the conversation around it became very funny to me. Like, the Rolling Stone article. Yeah, the Rolling Stone article was just... That's absurd. That's clickbait right there. I mean, it's total clickbait. Should we read it? I, I'm going to read it because I didn't say this thing. This yeah. is not for me. This is from Rolling Stone magazine, a institution in journalism. Yes. Let's start there. Quote, unquote, let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. Mars Wrigley is trying to make the green M&M wear Larry David sneakers, and we will not stand for it. Oh, so that the the line I pulled earlier was from not Rolling from Stone. a tweet; it was from an article. Yeah, that's from a wow. credible news story that's crazy. source, which again is just a sample of the backlash to the story. So yeah, so you have that side exactly, and then the other side, and then what happens is so the rest. I want to quickly talk about the rest of the character. Mm-hmm. So. Um, obviously the green M&M was the one that was sort of the biggest uh, sort of backlash, but the other ones are also kind of funny to me. The green M&M and brown M&M will have a more friendly relationship now as a force uh, supporting women, the two characters. Apparently um, they will have them together, not throwing shade at each other because in the past they've been at odds oh, in advertisements. Huh. I mean, I think that's that's that seems like a, a healthy thing yeah, to, to not, change. So they've been not shown as friends or... Um, or, or more than friends and others. So apparently um, there was a viral tweet where they were holding hands on a beach. <laughs> so they've also removed uh, brown M&M's heels, or they've actually, sorry, they've lowered them to a professional heel height. Okay, that's an odd standard. Yep, to, to, yep. 
and to then, throw to throw around about like yep. you know yep empowering <laughs> the red m&m who has shown bully tendencies in the past will be more kind to its go and then my absolute favorite of them all because everyone's talking about the green m&m but not enough people are talking about the orange m&m oh yeah which has an anxious personality and quote will embrace his true self worries and all the orange's shoelaces um will now be tied to represent his cautious nature According to Mars, the orange M&M is, quote, one of the most relatable characters with Gen Z, which is the, quote, most anxious generation. If you have to say, if, if <laughs> this is just the whole, like. Uh, that is insane. This is just an absurd reality we live in. Like, what the fuck? Come uh, on. Like, if you have to say, like, oh, yeah, this is the most relatable fucking little M&M candy <laughs> to a generation. So, like, uh, shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> No, just as someone who struggles with anxiety myself, I and who loves the color orange, I feel seen. That's what I have to say. Yeah. I am uh I am now only eating orange M&M. So don't you fucking ever bring M&Ms here. We should have had we should have been eating M&Ms these uh, delicious lentils. Um orange M&M I didn't I was unfamiliar with its anxious personality, but now that I know, um uh, I'm I'm just so excited. It just, it's the, it's the, that you can, again, there's a giant branding identity project here. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. That is beautiful design work. Yeah, that's great. The typeface, the colors, the system, the videos, all of it, gorgeous. The story makes perfect sense. The characters, you're going to update them for modern times. Sure, yeah. Yeah, great. Maybe the green M&M shouldn't be, quote, the sexy one. And maybe it should, we shouldn't be encouraging the deepest, darkest people on the internet. Not Kevin, to be very clear. Not Kevin. But people that are into uh, funny memes and uh, not Kevin, but people that maybe sexualized the green M&M in the past. Not me. Not Kevin, yes. Um, I I get that. I understand that. And uh, certainly I find it humorous. But the orange M&M embracing his true self because of his anxious personality, that sends me to another place. That is is magic. That is, oh, I can't say enough. I'm... So, so thrilled with that information. I'm going to pull a Gary V move right here. Yes. And uh, I think we should kill all the M&Ms. <laughs> I feel like you've said this in the past. You, you're now, ever since uh, Mr. Peanut was died in that horrific uh, car crash. Yeah. And then was brought back. I think we need to kill all brand mascots. You want to kill all the mascots. Um, <laughs> this is an amazing story. We could talk about it forever. Um, they've also decided that all imagery of M&Ms of, will, will feature um, different body shapes. Nice. So, it, you know, instead of just having them as one shape and one size, um, it will it will be sort of characterizing them with their their uh, diversity in mind, moving wow. away from one body size. Well, that's great. Which is great for again, uh, as someone with a uh, larger body, uh, again, I feel seen. I'm th- I'm just thankful to have my my body shape represented in these characters. What what they do with the the yellow M M&M, and M? Is he still a fucking idiot? <laughs> they don't mention the yellow M M&M, and M, but. Um, they apparently will also focus on their personalities and not their gender. So they're uh, genderless, I guess. And so currently the brown M&M was Miss Brown. Okay. And so they will no longer classify her as such. What did, what, did they give them a name? No, I don't think so. They're just focusing more on their, moving away from their genders and more on their personalities. Okay. And the company hopes this change will show the importance of self-expression and power of community. Yes. Whew. 
What a story. Yeah. Honestly. That was a, a great story. And you know, you know something's just gone too far when you have motherfucking Tucker Carlson bitching about it on that dumbass program he has. That's like the third wave, I think. It's like you got the first wave, which is just like a rebrand, which again, I think is something we care great about, but again, maybe it's not national news mm-hmm. um, always. Then you got the character part, which then sparks this giant conversation around yeah. green M&M being sexy, removing her sexiness. And then somehow, some way, it gets politicized and becomes uh, tap, you know, uh, fodder for Tucker Carlson, Fox News, to say, has cancel culture gone too far? And the, the, the screen grab that's going around is, uh, miserable non-binary candy is all we deserve. And uh, showing the sort of uh, Tucker Carlson with his punchable face and brown M&M and uh, you know, sort of the old and the new. Yeah, um, this is a uh, the third wave of this is sucks. Just, yeah, and I listen. I'm a guy who loves discourse. I love a, a conversation. Uh, I love I love sharing sides. Yep. And uh, you know, yeah, I, I love uh, love a little disagreement every now and then. But like, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. this is goddamn. This is a fucking M and M's. Like, yeah, doesn't if you're if you're dying on one of these hills, like. This is a fucking a faceless corporation who doesn't give a fuck about you. It really is tough, and I mean, it's it's you know, it, it's it doesn't really matter. But for us, huge huge story, and I love when um, stories from the branding world find their way to mainstream conversation. Yeah. And I think again, like they're trying to do the right thing. If we're being honest with ourselves, and. I thought the characters, like, if they were going to modernize them, maybe they could have gotten a little bit of a visual upgrade, I think, to a certain extent. Like, I think there's the before and after photos of them. Oh, yeah, it's just the same. They look exactly the same. And so that would be my The orange one one just has more anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Super relatable. Listen, he's my favorite one. For sure. He was my favorite one before. And now um, I'm I'm all in on Team Orange. our orange uh, M&M. Yeah, I mean, I'll just I'm going to stand by the green M&M in this situation. Um, <laughs> not not because it was uh, sexualized, not because you wanted to have sex with it. No, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to joke about wanting to have sex with it. But he, then the good news I think amazing about all this is that um, it's it's just it's it, it's great branding yeah. discourse. The, the good news is it seems that we may be at the end of this at the end of this uh or just Shit the storm. beginning, Kevin, which is what I think is exciting because we have a show here where we talk about the discourse in the world of branding. And this story made me feel like we have a show that's on the cutting edge of what people want. Yeah. Okay. People have been talking about sports on radio shows for fucking decades. When was the last time there was a show about design discourse? Yeah. When's the last time you ever heard somebody on air say chussy? That's right. Exactly. No one. With quotes from fucking brand directors and managing and behind the scenes information from the agencies that's doing the work. Come on, Kevin. And so b- I think we have to move on, but I, I think this makes me happy because A, it's, it's our world, right? Where we care about um, characters and icons and assets and uh, typefaces. And uh, it was a insular world. And I still, you know, again, back, if I think about my career, in sort of the early days, a brand like Eminem would get a rebrand and nobody would fucking care. Like, I don't think anyone would be of interest. I mean, certainly there would be designers that would want to 
maybe talk about this in like the chat rooms or the fucking yeah. um, you know the comment section of brand new. But now the world is the comment section of brand new, and it's ex- it's an exciting time. It's a golden age of design and branding and opportunities and news and all those things start converging and it creates for really interesting innovation, which is a perfect segue into our second story of the day, which also comes from Dyline, which is my uh, my face mask has a first name and its name is O-S-C-A-R. The people over at Oscar Meyer have a innovative new idea to bring their brand to the self-care wellness world and that is limited edition baloney face masks. So, pri- <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, give it up for the good people at Oscar Meyer. I will say that's how fast the design and branding world news story goes. Also, where I think the story came out on like Thursday or Friday, or maybe like I think this is out. Like Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday of last week, the story came out. And I was like, wow, this is a perfect story for the show. We got to talk about this. This is like, <clears throat> this is such, this is right, this is front center fodder. This is right up our alley. This is right up our alley. And this is not the leading story of the week. The M&M story came in over the weekend or on Friday and just Off the completely top came in and wiped out this story. But this story is still very interesting and very funny to me because- Kevin, it's that time of year. It's January. It's, yeah. You we're know, taking pe- care of ourselves. We're taking care of ourselves even more than we did. Uh, one in five people are doing dry January. We already talked about that. People are losing weight, exercising, going to the gym, devoting more time to wellness. Have, yeah. how your, how's your wellness doing? Oh, it's doing? great. I've been watching a lot of football. I've been, I've been skiing. You yeah. Know. That's, that's wellness. I'm taking care of myself. Unclear how watching football uh, sort of falls into that. Uh, I mean, It's good for mental health. Yeah. No, I agree. Listen. Especially no, when your team wins. Oh, uh, Um, Yeah, so basically this story came out last week that was um, fascinating and kind of, to be honest, a perfect brand concept. I, for one, thought this was brilliant. The deli meat brand Oscar um, isn't necessarily the brand that you think of when you think of wellness and beauty, but there is that really fun thing that kids do where they take a piece of bologna and they cut out the eyes. Kevin, Mm -hmm. have you ever done that? No. No, me neither. But you know what it looks like, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you put it on your face, and then you're a uh, baloney man. Yeah. Yeah, hilarious. We're a woman, baloney woman. Baloney monster. Baloney monster. I mean, that's just really, that's just, you know, you, you, can, you can picture it. That's yeah. comedy. That's comedy. And so to take that idea and kind of run with it, they partnered with a Korean beauty brand, Soul Mamas. Mm-hmm. Great name. Mm-hmm. Um, to make... Uh, hydrogel masks that are meant to rejuvenate the skin, improve hydration, moisture retention, and anti-inflammatory benefits. Um, the offering looks like the bologna masks that kids uh, fashion themselves by, you know, biting eyes in the mouth and holes of a piece of deli mm-hmm. meat. But it's actually a it's a cheeky parody. Oh, yes. Wow, that's a good pun. That's yeah, good pun there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I just think it's one of those things. I think the visual of it sells it, right? You see someone like with an Oscar Mayer bologna face mask because the, co- the the color of the actual face mask is the same color of bologna. Yeah, and then they like they have the like bite mark, or, like irre- yes. the irregular edge. Yes, and as uh, as as someone who's put on a face mask or two, I know Kevin, you have as well. Yeah, I mean we're, we're we take care of our uh, of our of our skin. Um, those those face masks always kind of look crazy anyway, mm-hmm. or you always look kind of like. 
I don't want to say comical, but you always look a little look a little wild. Yeah. In a face mask. So the idea that it would be pink mm-hmm. and meant to mimic baloney, I don't think is that crazy of, no. uh, of, of a thought here. And when I saw it, I was just like, this is the type of stuff that is going to get the internet talking. It's going to get, it's a front and center perfect story. And we talked about Oscar Mayer. They did a rebrand like three, four months ago. Probably longer than that. Yeah. And no one, no one really cared. I mean, it was like kind of, um, it, it was a story for us, but it wasn't like a national story. They kind of, they modernized the logo. They modernized things, but um, it didn't really get the attention that I think this idea does. And so uh, I have a quote from their senior marketing uh, person. You ready, Kevin? Yeah. You ready for some, some yep. good justification of why they did this? Mm-hmm. Oscar Mayer, a legacy brand, yep. has a, uh, all three brands today, legacy brands. Yep. All three starts in a dial line. Um, all three brands doing things to find ways to, engage conversation and successfully doing so if i want to get like analytical of of the stories this week quote oscar Mayer has a legacy of bringing levity to things that have gotten too serious and beauty is a ripe territory to playfully subvert said lindsay wrestler uh inspired by those who used to playfully make mass out of their bologna as kids the product was born as a modern day way to spark smiles for fans of oscar Mayer and beauty enthusiasts like um, this is the latest in our brand mov- movement to create work that feels more like pop art and less like traditional commercial advertising inspired by the old modernized for today. Sure. Wow. Yeah. No, fa- uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like you did it. Yeah. Congrats. They understood Congrats, the Lizzie. assignment. <laughs> uh, Kevin, the face masks are available at, for on Amazon.com for only $5 while supplies last. Well, we should have bought some. Yeah, free ad for them. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Any anything? Yeah, uh, I mean, I like. It would have been nice if it smelled like bologna, but uh, that might be too far. Um, I, th- I think you're right. Um, I think you know. Also, it's a cool brand collab for Soul Mama. Um, I don't know that brand, but no, I'm neither. sure. Like, I don't know the the face mask game is pretty cool. Like, you know, I, lo- I I love putting on a face mask. It's pretty great, and especially if it was like bologna themed, they really nailed the color too. Yeah, like. I don't think they could have did a better job on nailing that color because it's yeah. a very, very, very recognizable color. I was thinking maybe it could have like a little bit of texture, like bologna yeah. has a little bit of a, a, a toothiness or like yep, a, yep. a little texture to it. So they could have gone there. It seems like a little flat to me. Um, and yes, I agree with you, Kevin. It does. They it could have made it taste or taste. Taste would have been. Could have tasted. It like could have tasted like bologna. But if it smelled like bologna, um, that would have been particularly fun. I think it would have been cool for us. They sure probably would have sold less. That's probably for, yeah, for sure, but apparently it sold out. Um, wow. There's an article uh, here from uh, The Cut, a.k.a. New York Mag. Sorry, but I tried the bologna face mask, which gives a review of the mask what itself. What did they say? They said um, they actually thought the mask was, was, was good. They enjoyed mm-hmm. it. They said, you know, the face mask does not is not actually made of bologna nor smells like bologna, um, you know, and it was hydrating. And they basically said, you know, it worked and was a good face mask, and you know, looked looked weird, but not that weird. Well, you know, good for them. I, uh, yep, yep. That's kind of all I gotta say. I, like, um, do you think this is a good idea? Like. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was obviously a good idea. I don't like you just make brand waves or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's is it a good idea for society in general? I mean, it's probably pretty neutral on the scale of like you know, good and bad. Yeah, she said, "I'm not sure my skin looked any different than it did before, but it definitely felt different." You cannot put fake bologna on your face and remain unchanged. 
Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, they said. Uh, she said also, "quote Putting something that looks like meat on your face awakens something primal. Hmm. It's uh, simultaneously unnatural and like this is what I have always been meant to do. I am sure this is someone's kink. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the type of stuff you do. You get when you'd make a you know an idea like this, and I think." Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jackie said that this, you know, felt like someone in an advertising room, uh, advertising agency, just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Wasn't that what everything is? And I think, to be honest, I think this is a good idea. And I think, at least to me, it felt like this was creative. And um, in this article, it says this is, uh, you know, it's already sold out, which will prompt other bizarro food collaborations. Um, so they they must be listening to the podcast. They they quote Panera selling soup swimsuits, mm. which I don't know if we ever talked about, but apparently I just, don't think we we didn't think it made the cut. Panera just sold swimsuits that said soup on them, and then Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream, which we did talk about. So a uh, baloney face mask was really inevitable here, and uh, yeah, I agree. I think this is her description is really exactly what I think is happening here, which is in a way to bring uh, marketing or to find new and creative ways um, to do less traditional yeah. television, video, Instagram, TikTok, advertising. Yeah, you just got to circulate. And do some, you know, kind of uh, make, some, make, some, make some noise doing something a little off left of center. Mm, yeah. Boom. And so I think that's, a, that's, a, that's maybe an idea for us, Kevin, if we wanted to get into the business of, creating um left of center ideas for brands we can open up another agency where we just hire a bunch of people that make memes and they like take brands and like um you know what m&m you need to make uh you know green m&m uh merch or you need to make uh i'm thinking a green hat that says make the green m&m fuckable again (laughs) there you go kevin the down there you go so boom sold um that that reference is incredibly timely yeah, who who you know everyone everyone knows that, but agreed. Um, I think these kind of ideas are they're smart because they get people talking and they get circulation. And I I think this one at least has like a I think what I de- the line of demarcation for me as to whether I think this is a good creative idea is the fact that like it's 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 got to be it's got to feel left of center mm-hmm. and but it also has to make some sense yeah for the brand to do it. And I feel like this straddles that line of something that's like very bizarre, very weird, definitely like relevant for sure mm-hmm. to do a beauty mask, but also ties back to that sort of like kid-like sort of uh, for sure magic, or, or at least there's something in the brand that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If this was just um, some random prosciutto company, if Boar's Head did this or, you know, it may, like it makes sense for Oscar Mayer Bellotti. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Kevin, final thoughts? You're pretty cool. Pretty cool. Good idea. Uh, last story of the day, Kevin, and uh, I'm excited about this one because it involves a taste test. Finally, yeah, finally, finally, we're gonna we're gonna try KFC Beyond uh, fried chicken. Yeah, and uh, that is going to be a treat for us because because um, it's it just got here and it's hot. It's just got here and it's hot. I know you're hungry. Kevin just got back from the store grabbing it, and uh, I'll talk about it, and you can get into the the flavor, and then you'll report on the flavor, and then I'll try. So. Two weeks ago on the program, we talked about Kentucky Fried Chicken, also known as KFC, uh, launching their first plant-based Beyond Fried Chicken, and it got a lot of uh, a, a hoopla, 
as we say. Oh, tons of tons of hoopla. Tons of hoopla, and I'm not really sure exactly why, um, because so many fast food places have have launched their own plant based foods. They got Impossible Burgers. A lot, of, you know. There's already uh, Beyond Chicken in the world, right? Yeah. There's already Impossible yeah. Chicken products. Um, Nugs has been out for at least two years, but I guess Fried Chick KFC is the um, the granddaddy of them all. Yes. They are the iconic fast food fried chicken destination globally. And so for them to launch their own fried chicken is a big deal, I guess. It is. And so apparently they had been working on it for two years, we talked about on the show. And it is seasoned with the same 11 secret herbs and spices, which I got to say, I was kind of talking about how I didn't really know what that was. But now that KFC is in the house... The smell of the fried chicken is a... Yeah, you know, you know. You know from the smell, maybe more so even than the taste, that it's KFC's fried chicken here. And then... One do, you got, th- do you got those... Do you have a list of the herbs? And I do not. Oh, I shit. wish I did. But I can look it up, maybe. But I will say, one thing I did read on the second uh, research uh, deep dive I did was that this chicken is exclusive, proprietary use, just for... The chain, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we covered we covered that. We did. Yeah, okay. the uh, real muscle technology, whole whole muscle, whole technology. muscle technology, Kevin, and it's meant to imitate whole muscle cuts of meat better. Meaning this product will taste and look like real chicken. So we have it here in front of us, and we're here. We're taste testing. Kevin's already at least into his third nugget, um, and we're 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 gonna we're gonna talk about it. So first thing I notice is that it's they, clearly they smell incredible. Okay, they smell great. Yeah. First smell passes the smell test 100%. Second is they look like chicken nuggets, but they almost look like chicken squares. They're kind of got an interesting and now we're on video so I can Yeah, they're it. a little bigger. They're but they're they're I think of nuggets a little bit have a little bit more width maybe. This kind of feels like a like a like a, a perfectly well, maybe a little bit of a rounded edge as well. Yeah, I guess this one feels more like a nugget, but they're 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 not quite tall. They're kind of squat. And they look like fried chicken. This one, uh, or one of the ones I have here, is a little brown, um, which is a little troubling because I've seen some photos of the inside, which um, people have said I've, that was a little um, brown or a little bit more gray. There's than like a, a real little piece bit of, of fried a, chicken. There's a little bit of a gray layer. Okay. that looks like where the breading is. Okay, so Kevin, first honestly, first on impressions, the taste. pretty I'm good. Pretty good. They taste like kind of a. Sh- they taste kind of like a shitty chicken nugget. Um, I'm I'm kind of into it. The sauce, KFC sauce, is actually kind of hitting. Actually, I actually kind of fuck with these. They were like, this meal cost like sixteen bucks, and it wasn't supposed to come with fries, but I think they felt bad and gave me fries anyway. But uh, <clears throat> maybe a little, maybe a little on the expensive side for uh, you know, as far as far as chicken nuggets go. I would love to get some like imitation drumsticks up in here. I think you know next move for for KFC. Next move, you gotta gotta get like a fake bone in there, and that KFC sauce. I think they just. I'm not. I'm not familiar on whether or not they. It's recently been added to their menu, but it's pretty good. It's like a typical like chicken sauce, you know, like mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, like some smokiness in it. Kind of like a Chick Fil A sauce. Kind of like a cane sauce. Yeah, uh, cane sauce will always be goaded. I've There's never no, had it. It's great. Yeah, I see it a lot on TikTok. My friend's mom used to make it. Uh, really? It's called comeback sauce because okay. uh, you keep coming back for more. Damn, that's good branding. 
Um, I will say, yeah, that's become a thing there where each establishment has their own sauce by name, but the actual product is basically just like a spicy-ish mayo. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just enhanced mayo. Yeah, which um, I think Chick-fil-A may have started or Cane's or one of these places started. Now they all do it. So it's like KFC sauce, but it just kind of looks like. Yeah, Cane's was the first one on my radar, okay. but I could be I could be wrong. So Kevin, I I've I've now tried three different nuggets and I have uh, I have some thoughts. First and foremost, the, this is the first time I've ever had alternative meat in really? my life. I said this. Is that true? Yeah, I've never had an Im- Impossible Burger. I've never had a fake vegan like or or all, a fake meat product before. At least not of my my correct memory. Um or my memory. If my memory serves me correctly. My the first one I ate was the one that I said we looked a little brown, and I don't know why I did that because that one was my first nugget and it was a little tough. It was a little chewy. Um a little bit more chewy than I wanted it to be. So then I was like, okay, I think I just ate like a a reject nugget. Yeah. As my first nugget. So then I went for a second one, a sort of more like brighter in color nugget. And I will say that was a much more improved experience. It didn't have that same sort of chewiness or toughness that I experienced with the first one. I will say the taste is very similar to chicken. Yeah. I think I could tell it apart, though, from real chicken. Like, I don't think it's at that level where if I had two nuggets next to me and you're like, which one's the beyond and which one's the the sort of real deal that I couldn't tell them apart, which I think is probably the gold standard, I think, of alternative food, which is, again, I'm not a food scientist. This feels like I'm asking for a lot, but I'm just saying my thoughts. My third thought is this is a good tasting product. Like whether it tastes like chicken or not or exactly like chicken or it's like a little bit different, like that's – I think there's some work there. But as far as deliciousness goes, it's pretty good. Like it's definitely tastes good. Obviously, there's a fried piece of it all, so it's – it's fried in the chicken oil. Yeah. And also the fact is you got these sauces. The sauces are delicious and you can kind of put it. But I'm trying to break one in half. And yeah, it was a lot. It wasn't quite easy. Yeah, they're do. definitely a little tough. Um, but yeah, for as far as like shitty chicken nuggets go, I mean, these are kind of shitty chicken nuggets. So I'm kind of I'm happy. This is um. Uh, I haven't eaten lunch either, so that's why I was like, let's let's fucking eat this shit because I was like, I'm I'm pretty hungry right now. Um, yeah, Kevin and I are eating these. Yeah, and shout out. Had lunch, so. Shout out KFC fries too. That's that's a big improvement. I don't ever remember those fries being good, um, but I, they I think they had some signs up in the restaurant that said uh, we just redid the fries or something. Really? Like yeah. New recipe on the fries. So yeah, uh, one of my big takeaways here, and uh, we didn't order these. The fries rock. These fries fucking rule. These are like good, crunchy, crispy, got good seasoning. And uh, I'm seeing on the fry packaging, it says secret recipe fries. Yeah. Uh, I guess good. they came up with another secret recipe. Yeah. This is this is good um, fries. Uh, or these are very good fries. And um, yeah, back to the nuggets. Yeah, there's a little bit of a brownness on the inside in terms of like the texture or the coloring of the actual nuggets themselves and also on the 
the fried crispy outer layer of, of, of friedness. They're tough. I will say that. Like they're they're not easy to like break in half. And I think when I'm chewing them, I'm I'm having to put my teeth into it a little bit. And I think regular chicken doesn't quite have that. Yeah, problem. regular chicken nuggets kind of just melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. If I'm a if I'm a vegetarian, um, and I'm looking for the fried chicken experience, I think this. I think this hits the mark for me. And I think the more sauce you put it on, uh, you put on it. And as I mentioned, I got a salad today because I didn't want to just eat fried chicken for lunch. Oh, I went all in. I think if I put the fried chicken on the salad and kind of like put that oh, uh, yeah. together, I think it would be a delicious yeah. um, experience for me. I agree. And I plan on doing that uh, immediately after the show. I think you should absolutely do, absolutely do that. Um, yeah. I will say, who is this? who is this chicken for, though? Like, who is this Beyond Fried Chicken... Like, who is this for? Like, anyone who's actually, like, keeping them to the standard of vegetarian slash vegan. Like, you can't even eat these because they're fried in that same oil. They did say that, which is a bit curious to me. It's like, if you're trying to get uh, that new consumer that maybe doesn't eat meat to KFC, um, if they're cooking it in the same oil, it feels like, I mean, I guess it's hard for them, right? Then they have to have two totally different fryers and probably that that makes life hard for the um the artists the uh, they could have a fry fryer and yeah you would you would think that maybe you know that would be something that they could uh, figure out or something that they could coordinate so that they would have separate fryers for both the beyond chicken and the regular chicken but they haven't figured that out yet but so i think kevin the answer to your question and uh i think the answer is greenwashing like i think the answer is KFC is very much an unhealthy place to, for the most part. You, you know, you're eating thousands of calories. Yeah. And I think they're trying to make um, the entire brand and establishment seem better for you. Yeah. And I think plant-based does that. It's made from plants, Kevin. This is basically a salad. That's true. What you just had was That a is salad. true. It does say made from plants. So Yep. And it's green. So therefore... The green. Yeah. What do you think about this packaging? I think it's cool. I mean, I think the... It, I think it's... Uh, Always a wonderful move when you have an iconic package design. And we're, you know, this is our first time on camera, so give us a, give us a, give us a break here. Um, when you have an iconic package design, the stripes, like with years of equity, years of establishment, and then you take it and you flip it and you give it give it a new color and you give it. Um, you still got Dave there. On the front. Is that his name, Dave? Is that his name? Shit. What's his name? I've, I don't Colonel know. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, is it Dave Sanders? No, Dave is Wendy's. Yeah, Dave's Wendy's. Colonel Sanders. What's his, what's his first name? <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. Yeah, you still got him on there, so you know you got the fucking respect. Um, I don't know how much I love this sort of scripty typeface for the fried chicken, but... It seems, li- it seems lighter and healthier. Yeah, it seems like a fun... It's a fun and playful chicken. Yeah. Um... Made from plants, so basically you're eating a salad. So um, I think it's I think it's nicely done. I think uh, it's it feels iconic and it feels yeah. important, and that's why we're trying it. Yeah, Alex, are you okay? You've barely touched your KFC Beyond Fried Chicken. <laughs> what do you mean? I ate like six nuggets or four nuggets. Yeah, I think um, you you inhaled yours. I'm, I'm hungry. Yours are, yours, are, I'm gonna, yours are gone. I'm finishing yours when you're when you tap out. Really? Yeah. Why didn't you get more nuggets? 
Because they it was a uh, you could either get six or twelve, and they actually gave us thirteen. I had a nugget pre-show, um, as I was serving them up. Alex left the room, and I I had to sneak a nugget because, you know, your boy's hungry. I will say the last nugget I had just was was maybe my favorite, because now I'm used to the flavor. Like yeah, it took yeah. me a second to kind of become comfortable. I think they're kind of lit, honestly. I I would I would enjoy these again for sure. Um. <clears throat> I do want to call it the price point. Uh, okay. That shit costs like 16 bucks. Wow, for 12 nuggets. We're talking over a dollar For 12 nugget. nuggets, yeah. Jesus Christ. So I'm not really down with that. But That's a lot. They, they tasted pretty good. And, you know, I, I will say they got me. They got me to get them. And I, I, that's, I don't that's know if this is battle. only for a limited time or if this is going to be forever. I think the website says limited time only, but we'll see. But, you know, I think, you know, I fell, in the, fell into the KFC Beyond Fried Chicken Vortex. And uh, they got me, they got us to order and, you know, they they won. Well, the good news is we're going to be doing more video stuff. And so I think we want to do more taste test stuff. So if big brands are out there and they want to send us stuff or we're going to go out there and make sure that we, we try, we try the things we talk about to the best of our ability. Yeah. Here's my last question, Kevin, before we, uh, we, we, we say goodbye. You go to KFC. Are you getting these nuggets? Mm, I mean, I'm probably not going to KFC but. ever. Never. Uh, if I honestly, if I go to KFC, I'm not getting the nuggets. No, it's too expensive. To, so price point, for it you. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why am I? Why am I gonna pay like real? Realistically, I probably need twelve to like maybe not need twelve, but I'm, I probably want to eat twelve to be properly satiated. Satiated. Yeah. Grown boy. Um, especially if I'm real hungry like today. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like, oh man, that was not enough. I need. I okay. Need, Kevy need more chicky. Well, I can give you another one or two, maybe. <clears throat> oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but so that's that would be not you wouldn't go nah, I'd probably for the just, price point. I'd probably just do like a chicken sandwich there. Got it. But uh, honestly, it's been mm-hmm. I, this is my first KFC in wow in years. Yes, I can't even remember the last time years ago. I, I gotta say, for me, I really like KFC fried chicken. I think if I'm getting fried chicken, I'm probably gonna go to maybe a little bit of a bougie or sort of like sweet chick or some other sort of like restaurants in the neighborhood i'm probably not going to go to fast food but mr because yeah again uh you know price points and uh and luxury don't uh you know, don't matter to me <laughs> um uh what's the place in clinton hill cobble hill um hot chicken mecklebergs 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 got good wings um peaches Oh yeah, Peach's Hot House. Peach's Hot House. Yeah, I mean, I would much rather go get fried chicken from a local restaurant. Like, which is what I'm saying. Yeah. Which is where my where I go first. If I'm gonna do like fast food, I'm probably gonna do KFC or Popeyes. Popeyes has been yeah, Popeyes slat, hits. has yeah, been hitting yeah. pretty hard. And I'm gonna probably get a bucket of fried chicken. Yeah. And like a biscuit and like a mac and cheese, but it's really about the fried chicken. And that is going to happen once or twice a year, if yeah. that. And in those moments, I'm not going to get this. This is this is nice. This is this is nice and fun, and yeah. like it's it's great for society as a whole. And it's important at the moment we're in right now. Alternative meats and foods. I'm glad we tried it, but I'm 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 not going back. Yeah, to this. it's great for podcast content. Let's uh, <laughs> let's be real. These chicken nuggets. Uh, you know, yeah. shout out to them. It was, yeah, it was a great bit. We got two weeks. We got you know two two topics worth of 
bits mm-hmm. out of it. How do these content. compare to Nugs? In your Honestly, experience? they blow Nugs out of the water. Wow. I okay. don't think Nugs is that good. Okay. I heard Nugs were almost inedible. Um, I wouldn't say that. I would say they're not that. They're not that good. <laughs> um, I think maybe pr- I've heard previous iterations of Nugs. Were yeah, not, they were not they that good. Them. But so these blow them out of the water. Yeah, I think like texturally, like mm-hmm. they've got the uh, the stringiness and like. The fiber, you know, the fibrous nature of chicken. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. Very yeah. much. Oh yeah. So it's 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 pretty similar in that regard, and like yeah. I would say it's not as moist as like a real chicken nugget. Yeah, which these but, are pretty. Dry. You know, chicken nuggets pretty dry. Well, that's the th- regardless. Okay, as you know, I always like to have one extra, one more thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Steve Jobs of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. One more thing. I I don't eat fucking chicken nuggets because I'm not a baby. <laughs> you said this about mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm a grown adult. I don't eat fucking chicken nuggets. That's for fucking seven year olds. Things ba- things babies eat, according to Alex. <laughs> mac and cheese, chicken nuggets. That's right. I mean, it's true. I'm not a baby, so I eat fried chicken. Like I eat grown fried chicken, like on the bone and drumsticks and so you're wings. T- you're telling me in the past year when any trip you've been on. You you haven't gotten chicken nuggets? No, no. Where am I getting chicken nuggets? McDonald's? No. McDo- yeah, McDonald's no. is good chicken nuggets. Wendy's no. is good chicken nuggets. No, no. I mean, I like Wendy's probably better than the rest. Yeah, do you like Wendy's? I think I like Wendy's in general. You like Wendy's chicken nuggets are in your mouth? I, I saw this fucking coming. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to stop, but I couldn't. Yeah, I eat I eat fried chicken, grown adult fried chicken. I don't eat chicken nuggets. So uh, um, I like eat chicken nuggy. <laughs> So I'm not a. So that's my last thought. Okay, can we can we normalize chicken nuggy, please? For adults? Yeah. No, chicken nuggets are for babies. Oh no, that's that's what's coming out next is chicken nuggets for adults. It's probably already out. So holler at me when KFC or some fast food establishment creates fake alternative fried chicken on the bone, like in a bucket. Yeah, but you can eat the bone. You need to be able to eat the bone. Sure. Um, that's, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm in. And we're, we can't even make chicken nuggets that taste like chicken nuggets. So, I think those taste like chicken nuggets. I think they taste like a friend, an alternative. I said this last time, but solution. when you're eating bottom of the barrel food, like, like a, mm-hmm. like a KFC, you know, okay. somebody who's buying metric pounds of, of chicken. Yeah. The bar is pretty low but for, I, for this, me. Yeah. And I like, Really can't tell a difference. I, I ate at this restaurant last night in Bushwick. It's like, um, basically, it's like their goal is to be like McDonald's, but like mm. v- uh, vegan or like alternative. It's like alternative McDonald's. And I got a, I got a burger, yeah, fries, and a soy milkshake for like ten bucks, a million dollars. Oh, ten. Ten bucks, yeah. Okay, cheap. Like the burger was two fifty, the fries were two fifty. Oh, dope. I, th- I think the milkshake was like dope. So like actual bucks. like fast food. Type yeah, of price. and it was like fast food and like yeah. You know, somebody I was with was complaining about how it tastes like shit. And I was like, well, what do you expect? Like, it, you know, I mean, it's like, this is their, their mission is to provide accessible. Yeah. Like s- sustainable food or whatever. Sustainable in quotes. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, TBD. Better, I don't really know. The, I don't know the margins on sustainability for that stuff. Well, but, it's better for society. I think we can yeah. agree. I don't know if that equals sustainability, but it's, I mean, if we want to sustain our time on this planet, then we should be eating less meat. Yeah. But also to, to think that like anything that a individual person does any time in their life for Agreed. any good this matters. My, one person isn't going to make a difference to your point. Correct. But but two people, two, two, three people. <laughs> no, if the brands and the corporations at the top, the ones that make and sell the most amount of this stuff, make a change, 
then yes, we can actually make a substantial change for the future of our country. Vote for center. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, I yeah, sure. If it's Center Batory twenty twenty eight. If that you don't want to make a shirt? I don't think I'll be old enough. Oh fuck. How old do you need to be to be president? Thirty two? Thirty five? Okay. Thirty five sounds right. Okay, then we'll have to punt it to thirty two. Twenty thirty center batory yeah, sure. thirty two. Um that's that's the show. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks you guys for listening. Um Check us out on our new YouTube page. Just kidding. We don't have a YouTube page. Uh, not yet. Not maybe, yet. Maybe, maybe the show makes maybe. the move to YouTube. We got to get better at TikTok. Yeah, true. We do. We're we're slacking on the TikToks. We do have to get better at TikTok. Um, Alex, you can eat those nuggets. Yeah, do you want one? Yeah, pass them over here. Okay. Or pass one over here. Boom. See you next week. the get-go. Y'all hear my shit go with Andre. Can your punk ass come out to play say Stay in your little hole, then coward duck your head. You don't know who you be fucking with. You better off. Yeah, that's what I say. Best run the other way in case the physical breakdown. Y'all can break now. My kitchen full of heat. If you can't take the tip, make yourself accept. Pussy for and around. Be getting y'all nowhere but stuff. Nowhere to dub. Bullets fine. Niggas die. If I get too blasted, how drastic. They got the nerve to ask me why I do the things I do. I got the nerve to serve you up just like a way to do but nah, I take that back, that's my problem, turning and walking away just ain't gonna work when they be robbing, as long as big boys still living, never standing by my lonesome, step up nigga, if you want some, yeah, ain't no thing but a chicken wine, we's having a smoke out in a dungeon with a Mary Jane, it's just a kiss, players, McDaddy's, he's point, it's all about that sense in your chest, it's a joy, ain't no thing but a chicken wine, we's having a smoke out in a dungeon with a Mary Jane, it's just a kiss, it's all about that sense in your chin. Well, nigga, you softer than silicone. Used to pump up tits. Sit that nigga down in the dungeon with them plagiaristic hits. I'm quick to stop a sucker flow like menopause and fits. The original ghetto bastard, so now I make a switch. I used to see a dope, but in 1994, I'll make a southern plagiaristic head like music. But see, these voices in my school has got me reminiscing about the days back when me mammy had to work a kitchen. She had me making better grace to make a better life, but I never had no love or respect. We's gonna be your ride. I ran the streets and broke my curfew cause I gave a shit. I carry guns and butcher knives cause I was steadily in the mix. Yeah, it was so hard to say goodbye to my man now. I'm at the end of my street, so it's time to take my stand now. I called a while because it's time to take the street. So if you ain't got the vertebrae, you're big enough nuts be free. I'm ready to wear them up like cereal. Just the international player coming through your stereo. Ain't no thing but a chicken wine. Who's having a smoke out in the dungeon with a Mary Jane? It's just a Smack daddy's it's point. It's all about that sis in your chest. It's the joint. Ain't no thing but a chicken wine. We seven a smoke out in the dungeon with a Mary Jane. It's just a pips. Players, Smack daddy's it's point. It's all about that sis in your chest. Five, seven to your foe, head that we mow, dead cause I'm a pro, careful Lord forgive me, I got to keep my melee ripen at me, my I be doing fine until these niggas wants to clear me off my street, but in my hood, hood, they hollering at so, don't got no neighbors, they hit the pipe and never let go, but I feel for them like shocker cunt feel for you, ain't shit that we can do, but rest in peace, part of root on the concrete, remember when we ran deep, remember at the party when we served the
them niggas dandy. They know not to test us, test me, do me, try me. Dripping with that drama, my Beretta's right beside me. One is in the air and one is in the chamber. Y'all ask me what the fuck I'm doing, I'm releasing anger. Quick to dodge danger, I'm taking it one day. At a time, I got the fattest dimes around my way. You can sway with Andre, I'll take it to the hojo, bitch. Just to let you know, yeah. yeah. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. We tapping the smoke out in the dungeon with the Mary Jane. It's just a piss player. Smack that, it's East Point. It's all about that sis in your chest. It's the joint. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. We tapping the smoke out in the dungeon with the Mary Jane. It's just a piss player. Smack that, it's East Point. It's all about that sis in your chest. It's the joint. It's on my friend on the road again. I'm traveling to more than 65 on 85 up in my Cadillac. I got that nigga Dre, he ride a shotgun. Ain't got my pumper done, my 60s case. He just just wanna have some fun. I do it if I have to bust and cast with this say he done load and clip up after clip that back of my gate. If I feel it, the glock, the gat, the knot, the heater. See, I be busting caps like my ambi busting speakers. So how do you fake a deck? Big Bobby sketch a blast. That you supposed to be the quickest drama, man. Well, hell, I'm fast. Uh, one, two, three, you need to think about the future Before I shoot your ass and dilute your blood with lead From my hollow tips, I send you to an early grave You fucking slave, you better try another way to take me out It's truly something difficult, don't even run up on me Unless you want your brain grow I'm out of bullets, letting loose my last clip I'ma kick you in your ass and your nigga get killed Yeah, that's how I do it, yeah. you know that's how I do it you know that's how I do it, yeah. you know that's how I do it. Yeah. Ain't no thing but a chicken wine We have to It's all about that sex in your chest. It's the joint. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. We dropping the smoke out in the dungeon with a Mary Jane. It's just a fence. Players make that it's point. It's all about that sex in your chest. It's the joint. Yeah. And it don't stop. And it don't quit. To the motherfucking the organized noise. PA good in my big gift. And all the niggas around the East Point way. Pilot Park is really on the map. We coming around that left. Strap with the motherfucking guns and the motherfucking blocks to eat us. The gas nigga don't get it, don't stop.